0: Thank you so much for choosing to tune in to Drive Time Devotionals, a podcast to strengthen your faith so you will remain true to Jesus. Hey, I was just reading a little while ago in Ephesians 4. As he began that chapter, Paul was led by the Spirit to urge the believers in that church to walk in a manner that was worthy of the calling to which they had been called. This is really the underlying theme of the whole New Testament. It is an urging to believers to grow in faith and to live like people who have been called out of the dark domain and into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that's just why this podcast exists. I'm Bill Simpson, and it's my privilege to bring you these 10-minute teachings from the scriptures that are based on my book, How to Ask God for What He Wants to Give You. You can pick up a copy of the book at Amazon or any online book retailer. Today, we're continuing in the Follower's Prayer Outline. So far, we've learned the first four parts of the outline. If you'll remember, the first one is Our Father, next is Your Kingdom, then Our Needs, Confess and Forgive, and now for the closing section, Your Power. Listen to the outline again Father, hallowed be Your Name, Your Kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. So, what in the world does it mean to ask God to lead us not into temptation? Jesus gave us the directive to ask his Father to lead us out of every temptation. The language is a little confusing for us. The way Jesus phrased it, it sounds like God might very well lead us into temptations that can take us down. Did this last part of the prayer confuse you when you first memorized it or when you were a kid reciting it? Do you remember hearing the prayer recited in church, not knowing how this leading worked? We must understand exactly what Jesus meant by this last request. James, one of Jesus' half-brothers who became the leader of the church in Jerusalem, helps us understand what we already sense in our hearts, which is God does not tempt us to sin. He wrote this, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. That's from James chapter 1, verses 12-15. through 15. So where do temptations come from? Temptations to sin are all around us in society. They come from the me monster within us and from Satan and his evil domain. Jesus gave us a rhetorical statement that carries great force when we understand correctly how to successfully navigate the countless landmines of temptations that are out there. We understand the origins of temptations and how to overcome them from a classic passage in 1 Corinthians 10, 1-13. In this passage, the Apostle Paul reminds us that God preserved the Hebrew Scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, in order to give us instruction— to reveal to us his ways and to give us examples of both how to live and how not to live. His point in the first 12 verses is that we all must be very careful with our lives and do all that we can to follow closely after God and avoid sinning as much as possible because sin always has consequences. Sometimes those consequences are catastrophic. Sometimes they are not so great. But all sin is rebellion against God, and it always costs us something. So, our best choice is to not sin. But we all fail at times. We know that full well. So, how can we improve? Here is that powerful 13th verse in that passage from 1 Corinthians, and it would serve you well to memorize it. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. What an encouraging truth. We don't have to sin. So how can God keep us from being tempted beyond our ability, as well as give us a way of escape if he is not present with us? That is the core of this truth. God is with us. The psalmist wrote, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That comes from Psalm 46.1. Jesus promised to everyone who trusts in him that he would never leave them or forget about them. The Father and the Son are actually present with us every moment of every day through the Spirit who lives within us. You face all kinds of temptations to sin, so do I. Anger, pride, lack of love, coveting, jealousy, bickering, unforgiveness, sexual immorality, and definitely road rage are all common temptations. That's what the Bible reminds us. We all face the same kinds of temptations. They are common to everyone, but we need not give in to all or any of those temptations because God is always faithfully with us. He knows what we can handle and what we can't. He is well aware of your strengths and all of your weaknesses. He will challenge you to grow in your dependence on him, but he does not want you to fail him. He wants you to overcome every temptation, and he always provides a way of escaping each one of those temptations. Isn't it comforting to know that God has such intimate knowledge of you and me and that he knows where we're vulnerable? He knows when you get angry in traffic, when you are tempted to view porn, or feel jealousy towards that coworker. You see, God's plan for your life is for you to lean on Him at all times, especially when you are being tempted. Now, in upcoming episodes, we will discover much more about the way of escape that He provides. But for now, be assured that you can overcome any temptation by turning to Him for help. You simply recognize His immediate presence and power. This is why Jesus ended our prayer outline by having us ask God to show us the way of escape throughout each day. To do that, we must learn how to live in the conscious awareness that He is with us. God is your refuge. He is your strength. He is most definitely present in your life when times are good, when times are tempting, and every time in between. A great way to end your prayers, according to the Lord Jesus, is to affirm that God is always with you and that you need His help. Kind of like this. Holy Father, please show me today how I can overcome every temptation to sin against you that comes my way. Make me quick to realize the temptation and strong to turn from it so that I will honor you in every action and reaction. You are my escape when my old nature wants to sin. So remind me of your words and strengthen me in the core of my being to not get sucked into that same sin again. Protect me from myself, from the negative influences of others, and from the enticements of the evil one. Amen. Some temptations are long and regular. That's why the passage says that God will provide us a way of escape so that we can endure the temptation. You can prevail and persevere through continuous waves of temptations. You can stand strong against the same temptation that's been dogging you for years, but you can't do it on your own. You need God to be your very present help in those times of temptation. You need to acknowledge that he is with you and that he is for you and that you can overcome it through Christ who strengthens you. I am absolutely convinced that the best discipline any of us can practice is to learn how to live in the constant awareness of God's presence. Develop the habit of thinking about God throughout your day. Take control of your thinking to remind yourself that you live every moment under his watchful eye. Realize that you don't ever do anything with another person one-on-one. A third person is ever present, always there, who is the Spirit of Jesus. That's why Jesus referred to him as our Helper. The Greek word can also be translated intercessor, advocate, counselor, or comforter. It literally means called to come alongside someone. And it's the noun of the verb form to urge used in Ephesians 4.1 that I quoted to begin this episode. That's why I love using the app Blue Letter Bible. I'm not a Greek scholar, but the app makes it so easy to learn about the original words in order to get a much more fuller understanding. Paul was urging and encouraging the believers that the Spirit is the one who is our encourager, who urges us to stay true to Christ. So get the Blue Letter app and play around with the wealth of information that it offers. This podcast is not endorsed by Blue Letter Bible. So Jesus gave us this outline for praying so that we can learn how to pray according to His Father's will. This does not mean that you can't pray other ways or that you can't begin in the middle of the outline as the need arises. For example, if you have just sinned, then jump right into confessing the sin and then checking your heart to determine if you have forgiven everyone who owes you anything. Realize that this outline is both the offensive and defensive weapon that Jesus gave us to use regularly when we carve out strategic time to talk with our Heavenly Father and when we need to flare a quick request or praise. Commit this outline to memory. Write it in your own words if that helps you. Keep it taped on your visor or to your mirror or your laptop. Do whatever you need to do to commit this outline of prayer to memory so that you can enjoy the fullness of the abundant life that Jesus came to give us in regular communication with your Father. Here are my five abbreviated steps for the outline. Our Father, your kingdom, our needs, confess and forgive, and your power. Let me repeat that one more time. Our Father your kingdom, our needs, confess and forgive, and your power. Now until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace in believing so that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope.